scary costumes, please, on Wednesday. All right. Um, I would like you to stand up again. Uh, next Wednesday, of course, the youth will be helping the kids. So if you are in youth group, come on and dress up and join the fun. Okay, so let's uh, stand up and greet one another. We'll dismiss the kids. Nursery through fourth grade. Lord, bless the children today. They are open and they will be changed and different because of what they learned today. In case you haven't heard, there's fish for lunch today. I'm happy about that. Uh, just so you know, if to give tithes and offerings, there are boxes on the back wall of the church here. You can also give online. Let's pray real quick for our offering and for the message today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what you have in store for us. Lord, we give freely out of giving thankful hearts. Lord, open our hearts today to hear what you have to speak through us through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You met with us this morning during worship. Oh, we give you our hearts. We give you our ears, Lord, to hear what you, you want to say to us now. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And so um, last week... We began by sharing about relationships. Remember the piano bench representing the low door? And um, Peter and Linnea Coffin were the actors that showed um, Peter influencing Linnea not to be humble and go through that Lord low door, but do it his way. He wanted to go to dinner and a movie. He ended up getting his way. She never went through that low door. And then we related it to our relationship when we met each other at college. And um, we said, we'll finish it <laughs> today. And thank you, Lord, you help us. Where's your water? You help us to do that. But part of in other, it... In other words, it's not humbling ourselves, submitting ourselves to God and yes. to his word and to the truth. Yes. Which would bring life. We think we know better. Peter thought he knew better. <laughs> but it's not the better. Yeah. It's not the way of life. So it's just come to that decision of, I'm going to yield to God in yes. his way, his direction. Yes. And that's what I had to do when I was a sophomore at Northwestern College. I had just met him the fall of 71, but by the end of the school year, well, three quarters of the way through, I knew I was supposed to transfer to Calvin College in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And... Um, I had to make a decision whether to go the way of what I thought the Lord was telling me or whether to just stay and hang on to this guy because I had just met him that year. Um, just had our first date. 
That was because he waited until the last month. But we were friends. We were in cell group every week together. But I was waiting for that date. So anyway, there was a few more times double dating, some other dates during the summer, but then I went off to Calvin College. And the scripture that came to me, I'm reading, you all know it takes me a long time to read through the Bible. I started in January, the year of COVID, and I'm just now up to James. It's because I go on rabbit trails. I study it. <laughs> They're good. Yes. But what struck me, and this was on Monday morning, it was um, James 4, verse 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And that word double-minded, I kept having the picture of Linnea and Peter with that skit. Linnea portrayed double-mindedness. She could not make up her mind. She thought she wanted to do what the Lord wanted her to do, but Peter was so persuasive, so she chose to go that way. And so, which isn't unusual for me, I, that's, I stopped right there in my reading, and I start looking at double-minded. In the Greek, it means to vacillate in your opinion or purpose. Vacillate. I don't use that word very much, but that's what it means. But listen to Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Double-mindedness, having different minds at different times. Hmm. We can grab that, can't we? That's what I had when I'd made my decision to go to Calvin College. I got accepted, but I sure enjoyed the fellowship, the spiritual fellowship I was having with Steve. Um, another way to describe double-mindedness, a person drawn in two opposite directions. I experienced that. Remember I told you weeks ago how when I was a junior high or high school, I would walk my dad's waterways when the weather was okay, just to connect with the Lord. I'd cry out to him. I'd ask him my questions. Well, I did that with this decision. I went down those waterways, and it's like, Lord, you really want me to do this? And um, So what we have there, it's the, Joyce said there's two different minds there. Well, it's yeah. the spiritual mind and the fleshly, fleshly mind. And we know the Word of God says in Romans that the fleshly mind, that leads to death. In other words, separation or bad, you know, a hard 
that uh, the spirit that leads to life mm -hmm. leads to life and yes. so it's discerning of that and that comes from that time with the Lord and listening to him Absolutely. and what he's saying for you in your situations in life right now today the things that you are dealing with the things that are confronting you yes. and the things the way that it seems in the natural you might say in the fleshly realm can be really strong but there's something in your spirit that you need to listen to. That's your spirit yes. listening to it. Yes. So I just wanted to share that with you. That it's, it's like not a wrong place to be if you can see this direction. That Remember we did the puzzle? with a distinct path on that. When you're walking down that path, you can easily look both directions. And that's okay. It's not like you're deciding to go into the woods either way and get lost. You're, you're, you realize there's two opposite ways. So when I um, got to Calvin College, I don't think I even shared this that much with Steve. It was a much larger college. I needed to make all new relationships, my roommates, um, new professors. Um, it, it was a stretch for me. It didn't come easy. Um, I could not find spiritual life there. Remember when I went to Northwestern, I signed up for cell groups because that was a big thing. Jesus movement mm -hmm. was going on there that year. Yeah. Yes. There was a revival. There was, yes. And we were singing, Tim and Kathy and Tim were leading us in that song, Revival. Well, that's what was happening then. It's time for that again now. Yes. And it is happening. Well, it can happen start right with you. I think that's what you were saying yes. this morning, Tim. Yes. It's right here. It's right with yes. you right now. But it was there. Yeah. It was there, and I'd left it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is. It's so, wonderful. Yeah. What's wonderful? Revival. Yeah. You know, when, I, we talk yes. about, when we talk about revival, we're talking about the church being revived, alive, in their first love, like that song Sue wrote years ago. Yes. We're just walking in that first love. There's a fervency. There's a spiritual hunger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> spiritual hunger. Wow, that has been rising, rising yes. to the top in my, yes. you know, this is a rabbit trail, but rabbit no, trails are good, that's I think. Fine. Spiritual hunger is something in my prayer life lately, the Lord has just really been emphasizing it. And that's for you all, but you know, for, mm -hmm. it's, it's for us to just have hunger and a thirst for righteousness, seeking first the kingdom of God yes. and his righteousness. And everything else will be added unto us. It's Matthew 6.33. Maybe you can find that, Emily. We're trying something here. Matthew 6.33. But 
It doesn't say seek first everything else in life. It says seek ye first God and his kingdom, his life, his way, his truth, his word. And then all the other things in life will be added unto you. That's what Joyce was doing. I mean, she thought, well, she believed, she knew God had spoken that to her heart, that this, I was the guy that she was going to marry. Oh, I forgot that part. For anyone that wasn't here last week, the first time I met him, I, f I felt those words right here. That man's gonna be your husband. I didn't even know his name. Where did you feel those words? What'd you say? <laughs> I shared all about it last week. No, you were just doing something there. My spirit, my oh, spirit, yes. my spirit. I thought you were gonna say your heart was boom, boom, boom when you saw me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Another rabbit trail. <laughs> now I got you mixed up. No, are you something else? No. Okay. So anyway. Just getting some clarity in my yeah. mind. Yeah, okay. Um, so anyway, no spiritual focus, no cell groups, no Bible studies. Um, I was struggling with doubt because I knew how important those spiritual fellowships are. And um, plus I had to work extra part-time jobs. The tuition was more. So I worked part-time for um, a pediatrician, his two little kids. I was like a nanny. I worked a Saturday morning shift at a motel back then. You did not get free breakfast. And I was part of working with the cook. They provided that. It was for a lot of business travelers. Good tips. Good tips. But then the one thing was Monday through Friday, me and my roommate for, um, uh, it, the, it would go towards our tuition for food service very early in the morning. We slapped together hundreds and hundreds of sandwiches. We made sack lunches for students that couldn't go to the cafeteria over when the hours were open. And so I really made a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwich, meat and cheese, whatever. And um, my focus during that time, I'm telling you, I still found ways. There were no waterways there, peaceful waterways. But I found what I could find, whether it was the track at night. I found ways. I knew I had to find those times where I could still talk to the Lord. I, I knew that. I knew I needed to stay in the Word. And um, what I did is I started a cell group in my dorm. I just put up a little notice on the bulletin board. It was connected to a uh, pre-seminary uh, dorm for men. 
We had this small group. We started our own little group, and it was sweet fellowship. So as time went on, there was more stability. Of course, I found a good church. I did that as soon as I could. I had enough sense to know you need to find a church. I found a church where there was lots of um, Calvin College uh, students in. Um, something the Lord put in my heart as things began to get more stable, I discovered I had a heart that he had given me to volunteer. You know, volunteer means you don't get a paycheck with that. I was doing those other jobs paycheck, but this I went to the volunteer office. Uh, one of the things I did with some of my friends, we drove the campus, a campus vehicle to Pine Rest Center. It was an institution for mentally handicapped men. And we did art classes. We'd also bring them back to the campus, to the cafeteria, show them our art and I loved it. Uh, so I worked at a, uh, with art by myself, a juvenile delinquency center. Um, you probably heard this the first time I got connected with a young man there. He showed me his switchblade. Wasn't a real nice welcome, but <laughs> I think he warmed up to me as well, some of his friends. And then um, I just discovered the joy of fellowshipping. Sometimes you need to create fellowship. You need to put yourself in a place where you, through volunteering, you can reach out, you can become connected that way, not just through your workplace. See, and that's, that's a yep. decision too. You know, that's kind of an overall theme that we're seeing this day in this message that we're bringing. It's decide. The title that we put out there was decide. Absolutely. Don't be double-minded. Yeah. Don't go back and forth. Make a decision. And then the solid decision comes when it comes mm -hmm. from God and from his word into our, from the spirit even when it's opposed by everything in the flesh, in the flesh realm, yeah. that that solid decision can be there. And one important decision is that I'm going to have that fellowship, spiritual yes. fellowship. Yes. So there's something here that's the word the Lord gave me. In fact, during the night I had it written on a paper. Decide, make a decision. I knew it wasn't just with this, what we're sharing. He wants, there's someone here, he wants you to make a decision, to make the decision, to decide to make a final decision about something. It need not be a relationship. I don't know what it all could be about, but have the courage to decide. We know the most important decision of life is when we make a decision to believe the Bible. Yes. I believe this is the yes. truth, the Word of God, and take out, take a step in faith in believing, say, I believe it, yes. 
I'm going to act on it. I'm going to act as though it's true. And receive Jesus as our Savior. Yes. And the Lord of our life. That's, that's like a real foundation block. Yes. You know, a starting block. Yes. A decision. Thank you, Lord. So going back to that James 4, verse 8, New Living Translation says, Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. The Easy Read Version says, You're sinners, so clean sin out of your lives. You're trying to follow God and the world at the same time. And then verse 10 we shared last week says, get serious. This is Message Bible. Get really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. Amen. So did you have something else well, to I was share? Wondering, were you going to share the sixth verse there? You can. I think, do you have that, Emily? We can put it up. Uh, James 4, starting at verse 6 there, it says, But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, isn't that, see, that, see the difference, the huge difference? If we are willing to make that decision, I am going to submit myself. I am going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. I'm going to yield my, and surrender my whole life to him, yeah. not thinking that I know better than God knows for my life. And you've heard me share about that before, how I thought it was a lot of that, those decisions, well, throughout our life we have that challenge, but Specifically, these times we were talking about, like in college, you know, I dealt with that. And I finally came to that place where I did. I knelt or I went through. Looks like our, our door escaped. I <laughs> thought I saw it there <laughs> today. I guess you were using it, maybe. But anyway, going through that little door, well, when we do that, there's grace that is brought to us, multiplied grace of God. It just is there permeating our lives. When we walk in pride, resistance well, to God, well, it says God resists the, us then, the proud. Yeah. But then verse 7 says, therefore submit. That's right in line with humility, submitting. I submit to God. Then I resist the devil. Remember, there's a spiritual warfare going on in the world right now. That's in our individual lives, in your life, in your individual family, in your life, things that are going on. The Bible says we're not, ultimately, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but it's against powers and principalities of the unseen realm, against spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies, those dark spirits. But it says here that when we submit to God, we resist the devil. He will flee from us. He will flee from you in your situation. Any influence of the enemy, yes. you submit yourself to God, his word, then you take authority. You take that authority. Resist him. Yes. Just draw the 
the lying around, the protection, protective hedge of the Lord Jesus Christ around you in your family. Yes. Hallelujah. But those are the verses right before yes, the one Joyce read right there. Yes, those are good ones. Yes. Um, from those verses that we've read, I have a Bible note here that says, a clear characteristic of having an affair with worldliness is making plans without consulting God. That cuts deep, because that's daily living. Making plans without consulting God. Such action is really boasting, a presumption that you are in control of your own life, not God. And I read that and I just thought, well, any one of us, there may be something in our lives where maybe we haven't talked to the Lord about it. We just assumed. So a way we can deal with that is we can just say, Lord, with my heart, I believe you. With my heart, I trust you, I trust your leading, I trust your word, help me to decide to do it your way. So whatever it is, thank you, it's Lord. Like anything in life, I'm telling you this morning, anything in your life, you know, where it calls on a decision, well, then you have a decision whether Say, so, well, I'm just I'm going to do it my way, or I want to do it God's way. And of course, the closer we get to Him, the more that we grow in Him and or in His Word. Mm -hmm. You know, it says in in Psalm, what is it, 37? It says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the yes. desires of your heart." Yes. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. Make yourself soft and pliable in his hands. And he'll give you desires. Actually, your desires will become the ones that God gives you. The desire to do something or not to do something. To go to this school or to go to that school or not to go to school or start this business or be employed here or there, um, whatever it might be. So can you share the decision you made at, um, in your senior year? Which one? <laughs> well. There were a lot of decisions. <laughs> one that he made was he was not going to contact me at all during my junior year. <laughs> Nothing. Are you sure about I that? I am positive, honey. So he made that decision, sure? but I'm not talking about that decision. Talk about, you're in your senior year, you had to so decide. You never, you never saved your letters. You never saved letters. I saved letters. There were none to save. <laughs> I know that. Anyway, tell, no. him, we got, tell him what decision you did make. 
concerning here next year because yeah. that has to uh, be where we. Oh yeah, so okay, I'm in my my senior yeah. year. I'm, one of the things in college that work with you is is placement. You know where you're going to go to work and all that, and and there were some college debts I had and so forth, and uh, so you think of that too, mm -hmm. but. I still remember going with Gordy Vanderscaff in my old 1957 Pontiac, Pontiac Chieftain. Dan, where's Dan Walter? You might know what that is. He's, He's in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen. The it was a Pontiac Chieftain going over to Sioux Falls from Orange City to Sioux Falls by an hour and a half drive. And just on the north side of Sioux Falls, there was something called the Macross and Boys Ranch. And and uh, we went there that day, and and uh, I and Gordy, both of us got jobs there. I mean, they interviewed us and looked at our resumes and all that, and they said, "Yeah, we'll we'll take both of you. You can work here on Macross and Boys Ranch." And it was a nice salary. I mean, I thought, "Wow, really? That's the salary we would get." We get here, and uh, but uh, on the way home, I just I should have been really excited. I mean, especially when I saw the salary, but uh, something in me, you know, and, and even my my family was living, you know, just in Volga, which was just an hour. What was it? Hour drive away from there, maybe. Volga, South Dakota, and so it just seemed, in the natural realm, it seemed right to do that. Yes. But I had the same thing that Joyce had, I guess, and this is, we're saying this for you to take this and really receive it for decisions in your life, things that are there in your life, because you can know it, because you have been made to hear the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I'm telling you this morning, you can hear the direction for this day, for today, for the rest of the day. Even after church, he can lead you. You'll get to the point where everything you're doing, he's leading you in it. And wow, that's, that's, that's life. That's life. That's life. real living. Yeah, Jesus said the thief comes in that same context. In John 10, he said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. When we're going the way of the flesh, it's the way of the enemy, of our enemy. And that's where he gets into that stealing, killing, and destroying in our lives. But when... When we go God's way, you know, when we listen to him, when we're led by the Spirit of God instead of led by the flesh, when we walk in the Spirit instead of walking in the flesh, then we have life instead of death. But anyway, with this, just something right in here again, you know, that's where Joyce is, just something in there. There's two things I remember about that ride home in my Pontiac Chieftain with Gordy Vanderscaff. He wanted to listen to the radio. This was one of the things. He wanted to listen to, you know, and I like music too. So we were listening to the radio 
And the and the the song that seemed to be on many times on our way home was, and most of you aren't gonna remember this one, but there was a song called "Dead Skunk in the Middle of the Road." <laughs> you remember that one? Who? I don't want to ask how many, because this is 50 years ago. But there, and the thing was, we had that song, and there was, there were a lot of dead skunks in the middle of the road on our way home. I know it's crazy. That's a skunk trail, not a rabbit trail, right? I think so. <laughs> but anyway, that was one of the things. But the other thing was just a scratchy, young, I don't know what's the word? Uneasy. Uneasiness, just not a peace, not a peace in my spirit about this good job. I mean, it was a good job. Why wouldn't I have a peace about it? Because the Holy Spirit didn't have peace about it. The Holy Spirit knew that he was, one. Of, this is probably one of the main reasons that Joyce was in Grand Rapids. We had sat on the steps of Dykstra Hall, remember last week, if you didn't see or hear that one, you can watch it last week. But we had prayed, God, we give our, we submit our relationship to you. If you want us together, we submit it to you. I think we say, you'll have to do it. And you'll have to do it. Well, yeah. But, okay. So the Holy Spirit knew Joyce was there. And how was he going to reconnect us? Well, I, get, I got back on campus and, and there was someone had been there a few days before. Her name is Pat Steer. She was from Schenectady, New York, and she was in the Reformed Church in America, which was this school is under that covering, the Northwestern, or connected with that denomination. There's something called Adventure in Mission, or AIM, they called it. And it was a volunteer program. Volunteer. <laughs> it was a volunteer program, and... Uh, Somehow the letter for that was, was there in my mailbox, even though it was past the date when you were supposed to sign up. But it was in my box, and I saw it. It was Pat's dear. You can still sign up if you want to for this adventure and mission. And so I did. I thought, well, at least I'll see if I can get in still. I signed up. I got a call very shortly I, from Pat Steer in New York. She says, you've been accepted. We'll be sending you a, a letter of verification shortly and, and placement. She says, do you agree to this? Are you, do you agree to do it? And by that time, I just knew here again, I had a peace. Say that word, peace. Peace. I didn't have a turmoil and a scratchly and ooh, yuck. I didn't have that here. I had a peace there about that decision. And I could make it with confidence. I could make it with confidence. And um, so a few days later, I came home from lunch. Um, my house mother was 
was standing at her desk. We had house mother in the dorm, and she was standing at the desk, and she says, Steve, you got a letter from Adventure and Mason, because I had told her about it. I shared with her some of this stuff. And uh, so she, she got it out of the mailbox for me and opened it up. Right there in front of Ma Reed was her name. And it says, we want to congratulate you that you have been accepted into the Adventure Admission Program with the Reformed Church in America for this coming year. And you have been placed in the Other Way Youth Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which was the city where Calvin College was. Now, they could have placed me basically anywhere in the world because there were kids that went all over the world. They placed me in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Did you ask to be placed there? <laughs> no. Well, we didn't know. I mean, that wasn't part of the deal. They just placed you. They just put you in place. So God did it. At least that was the beginning. But you see, if I hadn't listened to that, and this is what I adjure you, I exhort you is a better word. I exhort you, I encourage you to get close with God in those decisions in your life. The little decisions as well as the big decisions, especially the big decisions. Be in his word. Walk those um, waterways. waterways or down the road or get in the closet or whatever it is, just alone with the Lord and his word. Just get in the word. Just partake of the word. Spiritual hunger. Yield to that hunger. And get in the word. And you're, you will build up. You'll, that's spiritual exercises. We do physical exercises to strengthen our physical man or woman. But that, those are spiritual exercises. Those will build up your spirit person on the inside. That's who you really are as a spirit. And your spirit is where the Holy Spirit is joined to. And when you're joined to him, and you hear the voice of your shepherd, you'll hear your vo that voice. Give this guy a call today. Don't give this guy a call today, whatever it might be. <laughs> Listen to that then. He'll give you that direction. And then with a close, like a spouse or a close friend, that can be confirmed as well. Joyce and I, through the years, we've had that over and over and over. Our decisions, we haven't, when we get to that point, when we're with the Lord, we got it from him, and then we can solidify it together, we won't be double-minded. We'll go forward strong in a decision. And then you'll follow through all the way in that decision instead of, instead of stopping halfway, and then doubting and being tossed to and fro. In fact, I got that scripture. I didn't get it to you. you I know, need to insert this. Let thought. me give it to Emily okay. first. It's James 1 verses 5 through 8. James 1 verses 5 through 8. Okay, go ahead. So the thing of double-minded, once I had stability in my junior year of college, I became very aware, no contact with Steve, that either 
the Lord had actually put those words in me or it wasn't. And so I dealt with fluctuating back and forth, wondering, just, it was, it was not an easy time. I had other relationships, other friendships, other guys that would invite me, never had them invite me to dinner in a movie. It was just the movie. <laughs> how, about, how about Reverend Poot or Punt? Oh. <laughs> he Poot, was the one. Yeah. He was in the, um, yeah, he was pre-seminary too. Anyway, after five days, he'd take me different times to movies. And after five dates, he asked me to marry him. I went, I hardly knew him. Anyway. What'd you tell him? I says, no, I'm supposed to marry Steve Pomp. He says, who's Steve Pomp? Is he on campus? I go, not this one. <laughs> anyway, so instead of being Mrs. The Lord, Steve Pomp. The Lord Pomp, has his way. Yeah, he knows I would have been Mrs. Ari Hoot. And he's a pastor in California. <laughs> How do you spell that name? Yeah. P U T? No, I think it's P O O T. Anyway, so get to the point. So it's from Pomp to Poot. I mean, from yeah. <laughs> Poot to Pomp. Uh, let's get that right. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. So, all right. Now, in James 1, we'll close with this now. No, we can't. You didn't right. finish the story. Which part of it? Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, I went to Grand Rapids. <laughs> okay. And that's where Joyce was. So he gets the letter. What month was it? April? May. May. Oh, May again. Well, I get a phone call in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Steve. As normal, as casual, it's like, hi. You know, I'd not heard from him that whole school year. And he just mentions he was going to be coming there. That's when I began to have that, mm, from the Lord, knowing God had to have brought him there. <laughs> so there was going to be something that began to develop. The end of it is four years from when I first walked in that dorm lobby, four years later, we got married, but God did it. So that was 48 years ago since we've been married. Okay, yeah, now you can finish. There's a lot more there in Grand Rapids too, and you you know your stories. You just think about it, you know, and but that's also where the Lord had us all lined up. To, we received the baptism of the Holy Spirit there too. I mean, the Lord had it all lined up, and but we went through that together then. But that's another story for another day. But in closing here, let's go to this, and Emily found it for us. This is James 1, and we're going to start in verse 5. The verses just before that talk about counting it all joy when you go through all these trials and everything. 
you know, the trials of our faith, you know, the things on the outward look so contrary to what we're believing for and would desire. Um, but then the thing is, then we need, to, we need wisdom. Yes. Wisdom is knowing what to do and how to do it, when to do it, what to say, what not to say, what not to do, what, all those kind of things. It's wisdom and godly wisdom. This talks about here for those trials, for those problems that you're going through. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. He won't hold it back from you. He wants to, to speak to you into your life mm -hmm. and to bring wisdom. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith yes. with no doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double, there we go back to that where we started. He's double-minded, indecisive, going back and forth, can't decide, can't make a decision, can't have a forward, strong, confident, forward movement. Tim, can you go to my briefcase and give me my cell phone out of there, please? The birthday boy. Birthday brother. Bro Mr. Birthday brother. brother. <laughs> I, I still remember the day Little this, brother. this kid was born. It was a beautiful autumn day. Let's see if I can find this. It was a beautiful autumn day. back in 1960. So now we know how old Tim is. 63, and you quoted Psalm 63 up here this morning, didn't you? Is that why you quoted her? It just happened to come. <laughs> I got it, I got it. But okay, this morning, you know, this message, you know, and many of you have given messages or, or you've had to share things and places and all that. But it's always nice to get a confirmation on what you're going to be speaking on. Well, this morning, we got a calendar. I just got it for my birthday a few, a little few days ago here. Damon Joan always give me a calendar. That's not always. I'm not saying you have to always, but I mean, they did again this year. So this morning, what's on my calendar? October 22. This is what it says. May God guide you today, giving you the wisdom and strength to face every decision, decision ahead of you with confidence and courage. Yes. And that's my prayer over all of us. And I know many are watching online today. Yes. Many are gone on trips and yes. vacation today. Yes. But I'm going to... Let's just Why don't you pray it over us right now? We're asking you, Father God, guide each of us. Guide each of us today with any decision. Yes that you've been nudging us yes, by Holy Spirit to make. Thank you, we ask for your wisdom. We ask you for strength yes. of character. 
to make that decision. Every decision. And we thank you, Lord, for our being able to be confident and courageous yes. in you, Jesus. Lord, and just watch your affirmations exceeding abundantly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So far above. That's what you do. It's so far above what we could ever do with our planning or manipulating or striving. We want your full, so far above. That's what we want. That's what we want here, each of us. That's what we want, Lord, to see your handprint, your fingerprint, Lord, in our yes. lives with these different things. We love you, Lord. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. We will not amen. be double-minded, but decisive. And I'm going to just pronounce this as a benediction over you today. May God guide you today giving you the wisdom and the strength to face every decision ahead of you with confidence and with courage. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. And Lord, just in our prayers too, we pray again for Israel. We pray for the leaders of that country. We do. You've told us to pray for that land. You just call it your land, my land, but then also the leaders of this country. Lord, we pray for reviving in the Church of America, and we pray for awakening, and we pray for that all around this earth, around this world. In Jesus' name, and we thank you also. We pray for those from our congregation who are out on a mission right now to another place. Lord, we cover them in prayer as a church body right now. We just cover them in prayer. In Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Amen. And we thank you, Lord, for everyone Hallelujah. that's helped with the cooking of the fish and the other stuff, the baked goods. Speak a blessing on them. We're going to enjoy each bite. In Jesus' name, amen. Be amen. free and welcome to stay for the meal. And if you have a parent, something you'd like to pray about, we'll be up here to pray with you as well. So, praise God. <laughs>